This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Hi, it's Claire Kimball here, the founder of The Squiz. This week marks six years of putting out The Squiz Today podcast, and I just wanted to say a huge thank you for listening. If you love what we do, and we hope you do, please tell your friends about us. It's all the birthday present we could ever need. Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Wednesday the 22nd of November. In your Squiz Today... Our secrecy laws get a zhush up, getting closer to a truce in Gaza, our rollercoaster relationship with China, and preparing for a festive feast. This is your squeeze today. It's quite befitting for the topic, but this one might have flown under your radar yesterday. The Federal Attorney-General Mark Dreyfus has announced plans to reform our secrecy laws. And the big thing to know is that it will affect what classified information journalists can publish without fear of prosecution. Yet Dreyfus has announced a plan to streamline secrecy offences. In fact, journalists will not be prosecuted for breaching certain secrecy laws without the intervention of the Attorney-General. That's what would happen under this new plan. And look, this area of media and whistleblower law is a bit complex, (laughs) so we might just give you a bit of an example. In 2019, Annika Smithhurst's home was raided by the Federal Police. You might remember that from those days. She was a News Corp journalist in those days, and her stories included leaked classified information from one of our spy agencies. That's what they were pursuing her over. There were questions about whether she would be prosecuted for almost a year and it saw Attorney General Christian Porter in those days issue an order that journalists should not be prosecuted without his consent. So what Dreyfus outlined yesterday is a process that would have legislation behind it. The reforms would also mean changes to penalties for the public servants and others who leak confidential information. A new general secrecy law has been proposed on that and it is not going to be any easier on the people who do leak. No, there would be stronger penalties against public servants and others who leak information that compromises what they call the effective working of government. Dreyfus says that that general secrecy law would prevent another breach of confidentiality, including like the one involving consulting firm PwC. You'll remember their consultants used confidential information that they gleaned while advising the government on tax reform to actually go and help their clients avoid tax. As for what's next, Claire, the fine details still need to be worked through, so the Albanese government has it on its 2024 to-do list. Claire, you and Alex spoke earlier this week about the potential temporary truce between Israel and Hamas, and reports yesterday said that it's getting closer to being locked in. Yeah, getting closer, they say. They're not quite there yet. Uh, The political head of Hamas is a man named Ishmael Hania. Uh, Yesterday, he said that he has given his response on a five-day proposed truce to the Qatari mediators. He didn't go into any details about what his view was, but 
but reports say that the negotiations are working through the details. That includes things like the length of any ceasefire, also how they would get aid into Gaza, and a swap deal of Israeli hostages for captured Hamas terrorists. Yeah, that's all still being worked through. And yesterday, US President Joe Biden said a deal could soon be agreed and that it would involve Hamas releasing hostages from Gaza in exchange for pauses in the fighting. The International Red Cross, which has helped facilitate previous deals, has further raised hopes by saying it's also meeting Hamas. Claire, it's a roller coaster, this relationship between Australia and China. After being all smiles between PM Anthony Albanese and Chinese President Xi Jinping, we're back in murky water after an incident at sea last week. That involved a Chinese warship using sonar pulses underwater and it left Australian Navy divers injured. What happened was they were in international waters off Japan on Tuesday last week. Our divers were in the water because Part of that Navy ship became entangled in some netting, so they were in there trying to clear that. But what happened is they say that a Chinese warship issued those sonar pulses and it damaged their hearing. So that all happened between the leaders' meetings in Beijing and then in San Francisco on the weekend. Australian officials have raised their concerns about it with China, but yesterday Chinese officials accused Australia of, and this is the quote, making trouble with rude and irresponsible allegations. Uh, Now the focus is on whether our Prime Minister raised it with the Chinese president in San Francisco last weekend. Coalition leader Peter Dutton says that Albanese should have raised it with his counterpart because repairing ties with China can't come at the cost of national security. But for his part, Albanese hasn't confirmed either way. What he does say is that Australia's concerns were raised very clearly through all of the normal channels. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. Sometimes it can feel like retirement is a long way off, but whether it's two years or 20 years away, it's important to make sure your super fund is working for you. Aware Super is one of Australia's largest super funds and offers heaps of free tools and tips on its website for Aussies looking to get their super sorted and put a plan in place for their retirement. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au. Fair warning for mortgage holders. The Reserve Bank says more interest rate hikes could be on the cards in the coming months. That's according to the Central Bank's November board meeting minutes, which were released yesterday. And they coincided with new data that also shows younger Aussies are being hit hardest by the cost of living pressures. Yeah, just as we're drowning in emails about the Black Friday sales, this is exactly (laughs) what we want to be thinking about. There's so many things that I want to buy, but I'm holding firm. Um, That data that you're talking about, about young Aussies being hit hard by cost of living pressures is from the ComBank IQ report. It found that 25 to 29 year olds were the only group to cut back on essentials like food and fuel in the September quarter. Analysts say that that makes sense because that age group is most likely spending quite a bit of their income on renting or paying off a mortgage. 
The same report, though, says that Aussies over 70 are doing pretty well, that they've got healthier savings accounts, so they're faring quite well, and that they had increased their non-essential spending in that September quarter at a greater pace than inflation. Researchers also noted that during the pandemic, younger generations had spent more than the general population, and they were also the first to start travelling again. And I found this one interesting, Claire. Retailers have seen a big uptick in the sale of ramen noodles. So it seems like people are going back to their uni days. And look, ramen noodles are delicious, so I can't (laughs) blame them for that. Shout out to any squizzers out there who celebrate Thanksgiving. For everyone who doesn't, FYI, it's happening tomorrow. And as people get ready for their big feasts, new research is busting some dinner myths. They say that turkey-induced sleepiness is not a thing. So (laughs) you can rest easy knowing that the turkey snooze isn't actually real. The reason that that myth took off is that there's an essential amino acid called tryptophan, which is found in turkey. It's needed to make serotonin, which can make us rather happy and rather sleepy. Um, But researchers from the Rutgers University say that you'd have to actually eat about three and a half kilos of turkey for it to have any kind of drowsy effect. And good luck to you if that is on the agenda for you. Um, The real culprits apparently are overeating, although probably not by that extent. Um, Also, a lack of sleep leading up to these big events and probably on the day, a bit too much champagne. Yeah, well, speaking of, if you're a fan of red wine and you suffer from headaches after having a tipple, Researchers reckon it's because of a flavanol called quercetin. I hope I'm pronouncing that one right. <laughs> it can cause a buildup of a toxic compound in the bloodstream, which I'm not even going to try and pronounce, Claire. <laughs> and that prompts those headaches. So this is a bit of a PSA ahead of the festive season. Yep, lay off the turkey and the red wine and <laughs> everything will take care of It'll itself. Be fine. <laughs> Squeeze the day, Claire. We mentioned this yesterday, but Bruce Lerman's defamation trial begins today. Yeah, that's in the federal court in Sydney. And Alice, get this for a quirky one. I was reading about the English author Aldous Huxley on the weekend. He, of course, wrote Brave New World, which was a really big book. Um, he died on this day in 1963. He died on the same day as C.S. Lewis, who, of course, was another huge English author. And JFK, John F. Kennedy, was killed on this day. So, yeah. Yeah, the two authors didn't really get much of a look in given the huge event that happened in America. Yeah, what a fun fact that is for today, Claire. (laughs) (laughs) And that's us done for today. We'll be back with you tomorrow. G'day, Kate Watson here. I'm the host of Weekly Wrap and News Club, a place for conversations about the news. It's budget week, so I'm here to tell you about our News Club episode from last week, where Claire chatted with James Chessel. He's the former managing director of publishing at Nine Entertainment. He was also a staffer earlier in his career, so they have a good chat about how the budget sausage is made. Here's a small snippet. The most important policy or set of policies the government will announce every year. So it's important that it's not um, announced willy-nilly, although mm. they do leak <laughs> a, a fair amount of it. Yeah. And there is a famous time when uh, when um, Laurie Oakes, the nine journalist, got his hand on the budget papers b- the day before the budget and was it's able to such print. such an incredible story. Was able to print a lot of it, um, which was, you know, absolutely amazing. Um, <laughs> but the other thing is... 
a lot of what the treasurer will announce has the ability to move markets, yeah. um, direct impact on on businesses and and other organisations. So you know there does need to be some rigour and uh, confidence that it will be handled handled in an appropriate appropriate way. For more on that chat, just search for News Club in your podcast app or follow the link in your episode notes.